Thank you for tuning in to the Diligent Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, we talk about the Bible, speak the truth, and make Bible study come to life. Here is your host, Joshua Cantrell. Welcome to the Diligent Podcast, where we make Bible study come to life, and I'm your host, Joshua Cantrell. We are nearing, wow, we are nearing the end of the first season here on the Diligent Podcast, and I'm just overjoyed and thankful just for the opportunity. I think I could really just just spend this entire episode uh, talking about all those who have supported uh, the Scattered Abroad Network as a whole, and, and at the end of the next episode, the last episode for this first season, I'll, I'll go more into depth. I'll spend maybe the five, the last five minutes of that episode going into depth, just thanking those who have certainly supported and, and helped this work to be where it is today. And the Lord allows us to live by this time next year. Wow, what a, what a blessing that is just to think about just the future ahead, the future that is ahead for the Scattered Abroad Network. So, Maybe, just maybe this is your first time listening to the Diligent Podcast. I would encourage you to go listen to all of the podcasts on the Scattered Abroad Network. Again, we have so much great content, so much great information that is coming out daily uh, for you and your spiritual development and your walk with Christ. Today, I have just the opportunity to talk about one of my favorite books in the Bible, and that is the book of Ruth. And I want to label this episode, uh, as well as the next episode next week, how do you handle being a blessing to someone else? Again, how do you handle, we want to hashtag this one, (laughs) being a blessing to someone else. I love to preach on the principles, or I guess a better word is the idea of God blessing us. And as I like to say, God just didn't bless me to bless me. God just didn't put us in a position to have what we have to not turn around and to help someone else while they are going through a difficult time as well. So, how do you handle being a blessing to someone else? First of all, I want to give you just a little context for the book of Ruth uh, before we actually dive into um, the lesson for today. So again, how do you handle being a blessing to someone else? Now, the book of Ruth is such a such a significant book in that uh, the book here is actually found between uh, Judges uh, chapter 5 and Judges chapter 6. And if it was a, a blank page there, there, that is where you would uh, insert the book of Ruth there. And of course, we know during that time in Judges chapter 6, we, we read about Gideon and we also read about Deborah being the judges uh, during that time for God's people. Now, again, this was the period before the kings. 
And it was during the period of the judges. And if you remember there, Joshua in their history led them out uh, with the help of Moses before Moses died, Deuteronomy 30 and 31. He led them across. He led them into the promised land, Joshua chapter 1 through chapter 6 there. And the book of Ruth, I find it so amazing that very often we view the book of Ruth as a love letter. And I appreciate that because we read about Boaz, we read about Ruth, we read about commitment to something greater and higher than yourself. And I believe the principle is there of that of marriage and, you know, people use it for that. But I also believe with all of my might that the book of Ruth is actually a book about the seed promise. Now, everything you read about in this book, ending with the genealogy in chapter four, all of those things help us appreciate the genealogy of our Lord. Now, of course, we know in the genealogy of Jesus, we find a great deal of people there. Uh, Matthew one and verse number one, the book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David. Uh, Abraham begat Isaac, Isaac begat Jacob, Jacob begat Judas and his brethren, Judas begat Pharaoh and Zara of Tamar, Pharaoh begat Ezraim, Ezraim begat Abram, Abram begat Abinadab, Abinadab begat Nason, uh, Nason, Nason begat Salmon, and then he goes on to say there how Nason uh, begat Salmon, Salmon begat Boaz of Rachel, Boaz begat Obed of Ruth, and Obed begat Jesse. This is not just about a love story for two people preserving the seed line. Now, one of the things that's so interesting in the genealogy of Jesus is you find four different women, all from different walks of life, all different backgrounds. Of course, you read about Tamar, and she is a Canaanite woman, non-Jewish. We read about Ruth, who is a Moabite. We read about uh, Bathsheba also, who is a Hittite. And we also read about Rahab. And of course, we know from Joshua chapter two and three, she is from the non-Jewish descent as well. So God can use whomever to do good. And I believe here in this chapter, he is showing us, he is teaching us something about the grace of God. Now, very often, this is where it gets good for me in the book of Ruth and, and, and really life in general. We only want to get excited when God is doing something for us because we want it to be about us. But fail to see when God is trying to work through us. Most people in the Bible, when I read and study the Bible, most people in the Bible, God was doing something through them. We need to shift from only wanting to be blessed to wanting to be a blessing to someone else. As I like to say again, God just didn't bless me to bless me. God wants to help other folks through us, not always just bless us. The book of Ruth here is about a woman, but it was never really about her. Listen to me. It's about a woman named Naomi. The Bible says in Ruth 4, excuse me, Ruth chapter 1, in those first couple of verses there, especially verse number 1, it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land, and there a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two children. So to kind of just give us some context here in, in Ruth chapter 1, 
Ruth's mother-in-law, Naomi, had a husband. And there was a famine in Bethlehem, Judah. So they decided to leave Bethlehem, Judah to go down to this place in verse two named Moab. Now, as Elimelech, Naomi's husband, as Elimelech and Naomi are leaving Bethlehem, Judah, Elimelech being the leader of his family, he decides to take everyone. And so Elimelech and Naomi had two sons. One of those sons was named uh, Malone and the other son was named Shalom. And both of these sons were married to two women named Ruth and Naomi. And the Bible says that Elimelech died. Naomi's husband died. And the Bible says her two sons died. And so here you have Naomi and she is left with her two daughter-in-laws. Now, the daughter-in-laws here, both at this time, are very loyal, very dedicated, very committed to their mother-in-law. So they're going to stay. But I find it interesting that here you have them in Bethlehem. And of course, we know that mean to be house of God, house of bread. Here they are in the place God is. Here they are in the place where God inhabits. And they leave Bethlehem, Judah, to go to Moab. Really? They leave Bethlehem, Judah, to go to Moab. I think I want to say here to everyone who's listening, Sometimes in life, it will get difficult being a Christian, being a child of God. But I want to encourage you and I want to really press upon your mind that you should never, ever leave the house of God to go down to a place like Moab. No matter how difficult it gets, no matter how bad things may turn out to be sometimes, don't leave God's house thinking or expecting it's going to be better on the other side because guess what? It's not. It will not be better on the other side. I heard a phrase once and it goes a little something like this. If the grass is greener on the other side, then you should probably start watering your own grass. I said amen to that. So here you have Naomi. She has no inheritance. She has no securities. She is the lowest of lows by their standards. Have you ever been in Moab, figuratively and spiritually speaking, where everything seems to go bad? Is God with me? Is God for me? Why has God turned his hands from hand for me? And sometimes in life, your mind will actually tell you, well, you know, God is the reason all these bad things are happening to you. You know, God is the one who's really making this stuff happen. And so the Bible says here that Naomi here, she feels this sense of emptiness. She really doesn't know what's going to happen for her next. And in that text there, Naomi basically tell, tells her daughter-in-law to go. You know, I don't have any more sons. If I find a husband and have more sons, are you going to wait for them to get older? Naomi said, no, don't do that, my daughter-in-laws. Go leave. Go find someone else. And Ruth said, where are we going? Now, Orpah, she 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 left. Verse 14, Orpah said, I'm out of here. But Ruth, she claved to her mother-in-law. We need some folks who are willing to cleave to God. 
to cleave to being a blessing to someone else, to cleave to being, to cleave to being a a blessing to someone while they are in their or going through their Moabite experience. Naomi is empty. Her body, her mind, her soul is someplace else. I think sometimes as members of the body of Christ, I think we kind of and, and 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 I really don't mean this in a negative way, and I really hope this doesn't come off in a negative way, but I think sometimes we can be overly spiritual. And what I mean by that is sometimes when someone is going through a difficult time, sometimes the only thing we want to do is quote scripture to them. And I appreciate that. I understand that. But sometimes the person just needs you to sit there, hold their hand, cry with them, pray with them, hug them, just be there. Meet. We have to meet people who are in Moab. We all have struggled with prayer. Some of us have even struggled with coming to worship. And so the Bible says here, as Ruth is having a conversation with her mother-in-law, Naomi tells her in verse number 20 of Ruth chapter one, don't call me Naomi no more. Call me Mara. The word better translates, call me bitter. You see, the word Naomi means to be pleasant. He reminded her of her husband, her two sons, her inheritance. Naomi reminded, the name reminded her of what she had. She was full. Now she says, call me Mara. Call me bitter. During this time in history, they often chose names that were suited for their current state in life. She was in Moab. What kind of things do we say while we're in Moab? Well, you know what? I'm tired of forgiving. I'm mad. I'm angry. I'm bitter. Don't come for me. All of that takes place while we're in Moab. You know what that person did to me? And you want me to forgive them? Have you ever, <laughs> have you ever wanted people get to give you space just to be mad? She says, don't call me Naomi, call me bitter, because the Lord have dealt very bitterly with me. But I love what the Bible says here in Ruth chapter one, because if you remember, for those who don't know, in Ruth chapter one, after Orpah decided to leave and Naomi was wanting both of them to leave, but Ruth said, I'm going to stay. In Ruth 1 and verse number 16, the Bible there says, Entreat me not to leave thee or to return from the following after thee. Whether thou goest, I will go. Whether thou lodges, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God shall be my God. Where thou diest, will I die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death, part thee and me. How do you handle being a blessing to someone else? We see the blueprint for that throughout this book. You see, on this season, we've talked about so many great things. How do you handle enemies? How do you handle forgiveness? How do you handle 
loving enemies, forgiveness, all the different things we've learned and we've studied together this season, I believe this one is the icing on the cake because Jesus just didn't come to be blessed. In fact, he gave up heaven. He came in John 1 verse 14 to take upon flesh. John chapter 6, he came here to be what he created. Philippians 2, 5 through 8. But yet he was willing to be a blessing to someone else. And I believe that is a beautiful description on how we should live our lives. I want to encourage each of you to tune in next week because we're going to finish this story. And we just want to thank you all so, so much for listening to this season on the, di on, on, on the Diligent Podcast where we make Bible study come to life. And I'm your host, Joshua Cantrell. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.